right, so that that reminds me of a funny story. Once we were um, we we got off work one day, and I go to Taco Bell because that's like the only place open when you get off really late. So I pull up into Taco Bell and order my meal, and I get to the window, and the worker goes, and he's just laughing hysterically, and I go, "What? Okay," and he goes. The guy in front of you is going to pay for your meal until you heard how much it was. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> what did you get at Taco Bell, John? Like, what are you? It was like probably 20, 28, 30 bucks, probably worth of food. Oh, my God. Is that for one person, though? No, it's for you? me, my wife, and me. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because back- Shelby's in that, too. I can just Depending on how long ago that was, thirty bucks at Taco Bell would have given you quite a bit. Oh, it gives you quite a bit for sure. And then to come to find and out when I go to work the next day, um, I my my one of my employees comes to me and he goes, "Hey, were you at Taco Bell last night?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "I was in front of you <laughs> oh. until I heard how much it is. What did you get?" <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, just a burrito, tacos, a quesadilla. Uh, <laughs> it was for me and my family, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you know, just 55 burgers, 55 shakes, 55. <laughs> you order it all. So anyways, you ever want to get fat shamed, it's when they decline to pay it forward. I want you to Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Welcome in, cronies, of the Man Child Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, John, Jay, and Mike. And tonight, we're going to get oh. nasty. A million dollars butt and the worst things you've ever eaten. How are we doing, boys? Better than I think I'm going to be after this episode. I, I, I Is this going to be our first, like, R-rated episode for... No. <laughs> For disturbing images and gore and whatever. Is this going to be a safe episode? We are going to gross you um, out so much. My goal is probably if you're not. not puking at the end of this episode, we did not do a good job. Well, if, Why do I? If you guys would let me gross you out, I've got so much good stuff to talk about that would really gross you out. But you guys are putting a hampering on Jay. It's fine. Why do I see on my run sheet here that it says Eli Roth is with us tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good idea. Oh, you know, uh, it's no way we can get speak- Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of vomiting, let me tell you the first time when I was in high school, we decided when we were seniors, let's be really cool. Let's get a suite at the Ramcota Inn in Aberdeen, double room. And let's just drink a lot. And we went there, and, and I have only drinking like Bush Light at this point. And, uh, of course, I was 21 Bush. for all the kids out there Bush. listening. And I decided to drink, uh, somebody said, you should drink uh, screwdrivers. They're, you, it tastes just like orange juice. 
I'm like, really? So I mixed the <laughs> vodka and orange juice, and I'll be darned, did it taste just like orange juice? And yeah. that bottle of vodka was gone really fast. <laughs> and I sat on this couch and uh, so sick and so tired. And people are coming up to me, are you okay? I think Ryan might be dead. And all of a sudden, I just started puking everywhere because we I downed like a pizza before that, too. Oh, vomit everywhere. And I remember, you know, just coming in and coming out of consciousness during that night of people coming in there and it smelled so bad. And then, and I woke up the next day and I'm in the bathtub of the suite with no clothes on. And I'm like, how did this happen? (laughs) So I get out of there. Kidney at this point? (laughs) Am I sore anywhere? Am I sore? Is it a bathtub full of ice? I get up, I put a towel on, I go out to the room, everybody's sleeping, <laughs> and I go over to my buddy, I'm like, hey, what in the heck happened last night? Oh, you stunk so bad, we took your clothes off, threw you in there, and turned the water on, it smelled so bad. <laughs> oh. Then we just left you in there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool, great, everybody saw me naked, that's awesome. You're my best friend, man. <laughs> You're my best friend, bro. You had my back, man. man. Wow. Friends for I'll never forget what you did for me. Oh, that's awesome. Well, speaking of throwing up, Ezra just threw up last night. It was awful. So is this the first time? No, no. But it was the... It was what led up to it. It was my wife's reaction. So I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I'm working um, actually on this podcast. I'm trying to put together um, um, so a, a story, some stuff. So I'm sitting there working and all of a sudden I hear my wife and she just goes, oh, he's choking. And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, Jay, come here. He's choking. She's saying it really calm. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting there like, who's choking? Like a like a cat? Like one a, a dog? Surely not one of my children. I get up and I walk in the room and Ezra's standing right in front of my TV. There's vomit everywhere on the floor. And he and she's like, honey, he's still choking. I'm like, why are you so <laughs> Why are you gone? I run over, grab him by his feet, flip him upside down because gravity's the best thing you can do. She waxes back again. A little more throw up comes out and he just starts screaming and crying, which is great because that means he can breathe. So I set him down and I'm just like, why are you so calm right now? Like, I don't understand. She's like, what do you want me to be panicking? I'm like, Yes, out of all of the little times you panic, <laughs> this was one of the times you could have panicked, and I wouldn't have been mad at you. Like this, this was the moment to panic I because I didn't understand. Darkness. It literally took me a minute to get up because she sounded so calm about it. Uh, anyways, he had also eaten pizza, Ryan, pepperoni everywhere, mm. the stomach bile. It's mm. like this thick paste of slimy oatmeal. Just mm. everywhere. And when you're trying to clean it up, it's miserable. And my kids are at camp this week, so I only have Deacon and Ezra. So I couldn't even yell at Audrey and Bo to clean it up. I actually had to clean it up myself, and whoa, whoa, it whoa, sucked. Whoa. You have to be a parent this week, actually? I actually have to parent oh, this week. Man. It's awful. Terrible. Yep, tell me about it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
I have only, uh, <clears throat> there's only been one time where I have been what I think would be considered, um, inebriated to an advanced level. And it was actually at, uh, one of our, uh, pay-per-view parties back in the day. And, uh, we were watching, um, a wrestling event and for whatever reason we had got some, some beer and then we had also gotten, um, uh, some vodka and (laughs) cranberry juice to have, uh, mixed drinks. And so throughout the night, I've never really drank much, much liquor. And so I was drinking them and drinking them and drinking them by the end of the night, like half the, the bottle (laughs) was gone. And I think I was the only one that had it. (laughs) And so I feel fine. I'm not acting stupid. I don't, Ryan, you probably won't even remember it because I was just hanging out on the couch. I was super chill. And I think, I think you just left, like you had to work or something early or whatever. So you left and Jay and I are finishing up for the night. And it's like, Hey man, I don't know who said it to who was like, you want to go out and smoke some cigars? Sure. Okay. So we go outside. Thanks for waiting until after I left to smoke cigars. <laughs> Screw you guys. Sorry. I don't I don't remember I don't remember why it was the way it was. Maybe maybe we were still colleagues at that point. Maybe that was the that was the thing. But uh so we go outside, I start smoking this cigar, not really self-realizing that I'm probably already on edge anyway from being an advanced level of inebriated. And so uh, all of a sudden, I'm I'm puffing on this thing probably faster than I should have been. Oh, that took you to a whole anyway. other level, Mike. I get oh, yeah. it. I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all this, Ryan, you know what I'm talking about. You feel that warm whoosh, and it goes all the way through you, and you're like, crap. Oh, <laughs> and it wasn't but a few seconds later that Jay's standing right there, and I think I let out like this little moan or something. I was like, uh. <laughs> and, then, and then it went, <laughs> and threw it all up. And I think I came came to it. I was like, I think I want to go to bed. <laughs> and everybody left, and that was it. I want to go to that, bed. That happened to me when I lived in a college house with a bunch of guys after high school. And we had the party one night. And I drank so much beer. I felt great. And this one guy's like, hey, he's chewing tobacco. Let me try some. I've never had chewing tobacco. Oh, and I stuck whoa. so much under oh. my under my tongue. <laughs> I never had been sicker in my life. That tobacco, when you drink and you don't do tobacco, takes you to a whole nother level. Did you ever go back to chewing tobacco afterwards, or were you like, nope, I'm done? Never had it ever since. <laughs> nope, I've never had nope. it. Nope, I won't touch this stuff anymore. Oh, it was bad. Only one I really I, I had. You, but oh, go ahead. One I got pretty good was uh, we went back home to Missouri for, I think, Tucker's third or fourth birthday, and it was during COVID, and on the day of his birthday, he got sick. And he got, you know, vomity and sick and stuff like that. So uh, we were planning on leaving the next day, and he started to feel better towards the end of the night. And my wife's like, should we just drive, start driving back home and maybe get a hotel room, you know, halfway or something? Just so we're closer. And I go, no, it's fine. We'll just get up early in the morning, hit the road. Everything will be fine. And then the next day, <laughs> I got sick. 
<laughs> and uh, I didn't have the uh, the upchucks, but I had the don't trust a fart type of thing going <laughs> yeah. on. And my daughter got sick, and she was throwing up. So we're driving in the van heading back to Wisconsin, and my daughter just keeps puking. And we have this little trash can in the car, and we're just trying to catch all her vomit in the car as it's coming <sighs> out. While we're driving back, and I can't drive because I can't trust my farts, and it was a great road trip back home. Your poor wife. Like, just, <laughs> did she get a medal at the end of that? Like geez. she just kept saying, "I said we should have left last night." <laughs> They're always right. Uh, as as some of you know, I have a weak stomach at my old age, and when you, no. yes. <laughs> And I remember, I remember taking my kids to the park, and a little kid puked at the park, and they did not get it all, and my hand went into it, and I lost it. Oh. And my kids saw me lose it; they lost it, and I lost it again after that. <laughs> just a just a bad day at a park. There's a there's many there's many a stories I can remember when we were all working together where there would be an incident in the public restroom and uh, the, the, the rules at the time were Ryan, you were the one that had to be called first to, um, to survey the situation per policy. And um, because of your um, mentorship over Jay and I to advance within the company we worked for, you would always call upon us to actually clean it. And uh, I remember There was one time, I don't know if you got there first or I got there first, but uh, we made you go in to look at it because it was an especially bad one that defied the laws of (laughs) physics and gravity and texture and all types of things. And, uh, And you went in there and you looked at it and it was like... 10 minutes of you trying to, you the dry heaving, the dry heaving. And then you, you were getting so mad because we would walk by you and make that noise, which would bring you back to it. And then even over the radio, people would hit the radio button and go huh, on the radio. And you were getting so mad. There's a reason. There's a reason uh, I don't eat lunches at work. That's one of them right there. Yeah. You know, Ryan brought up a park, and that reminds me of a pretty interesting story I just heard this past week. So if I'm reading my clock correctly, it's time for story time with Jay. The year is 2001, Moscow, Russia. It's Bitsvetsky Park. It's one of the largest natural parks in Russia. It's 6.2 miles long north to south. It covers over seven square miles. It's a massive forest. Unfortunately, it was a serial killer's dream come true. Starting in May of that year, in 2001, over an eight-week period, 11 people would go missing, all grown men ranging from 22 to 72. With the last spot they were seen alive, was along the forest edges of Bitsvetsky Park. The families would go to the police, they would file missing persons reports, but the police would just brush it off. They wouldn't think much of it. They would not launch an investigation, and so people kind of just accepted, whatever happened to these 11 men happened, there's nothing anymore we could do. 
Six months later, in late January of 2002, the disappearances would start happening again. Five more people would just disappear in a, in a six-week period. It would have been seven people, but two of those people survived a vicious attack inside of that park. One woman survived, but she was an illegal immigrant. She went to the police and told her that she was hit over the head and shoved down a well, but her clothes got snagged halfway down and she didn't fall all the way down the well. She crawled out, went to the police, but they told her, keep your mouth shut or they're going to deport her. The other survivor was a 14-year-old homeless boy whose clothes also got snagged when he fell and so he didn't fall all the way down the well. When he he, uh, confronted the police, they actually threatened to arrest him for disturbing the peace and causing trouble. Later that year, the disappearances began again and six more people would disappear. And even though missing persons, um, the missing persons count just kept adding up, the police would shrug it off again and just blame it on people for running away or starting new lives. The locals would talk and gossip about these disappearances, but after a while, when no news came about, they just moved on. This pattern repeated itself for four years. From 2002 until late 2005, 25 more people would go missing inside of Pitsvetsky Park. At this point, 39 men and one woman had completely vanished without a trace, but the police still did not get involved. It was as if this strange phenomenon wasn't happening, and then the locals would eventually shrug it off as time went on as well. It wasn't until missing person 41 that everything would change. Because unlike the last 40 missing people, number 41 would be found again. 63-year-old Nikolai Zakarchenko was a retired police officer who lived in a small apartment with his family. And even though he knew what was happening in the park, he figured, I can handle it. I used to be a police officer. He told his sister he was going to go off for a walk, and when he never came home, she knew something was wrong. A few days later, a hiker would be fairly deep inside of Bitsvesky Park, and he would see something strange underneath brush in the distance. He called the police, and they actually came out. And that's when they found the body of Nikolai. He had been beaten in the back of the head with a blunt object, and even had shards of glass shoved inside of his head wounds. That's when it was announced there was a killer on the loose, and the Bitsvesky Park maniac moniker was born. From then on, nine more people would go missing, despite a heavier police presence and people not going to the park as often. They would keep finding uh, people strung around the forest in awkward positions as if they had been staged that way, and all of them had the same head wounds and shards of glass inside of their head. By this point, almost no one was going inside Bitsvesky Park, to hike except for a few stubborn people. One of those stubborn people was 32-year-old 32, 32 Alexander Pichuskin. And I want to pause and I want to talk about the life of Alexander Pichuskin. When he was four years old, he fell backwards off of a swing. And he was relatively unharmed until that swing came barreling back towards him and it struck him right on the front of his head. The swing caused massive brain damage to his frontal lobe, 
It would impair his cognitive abilities. And years later, when he went to school, he would be bullied very hard. People would say he sounded dumb. By the time he got to high school, Alexander was a complete outcast. He didn't have many friends. His grandfather would notice this and he took him under his wing. He showed Alex the game of chess. Alex caught on right away. He was a prodigy. He beat his grandpa the very next day after he learned how to play. His grandpa took Alex to Bitsvesky Park to play chess against other old men who were considered chess masters. Alex's grandpa put him in a contest with these chess masters and soon Alex was kicking all of their butts. But the men loved Alex. They loved him for his brains, his skills, and they respected him. When Alex's grandpa died, these men became like his family. Now, when people began disappearing in the park, Alex's mother, she worried about him. And despite her pleas to stay home, he went to the park nearly every day to play chess and to feel accepted. On April 12th of 2006, Alexander would go to his job at the local grocery store where he mostly just stocked shelves and kept produce rotated. He would notice a new employee had started, and it was a beautiful older woman named Larissa Kulagina. Even though he was extremely nervous around women, she seemed different. She even seemed approachable. So when they left work at the same time, he saw her fumbling around for her lighter to light her cigarette, and he sprung into action, offering to light it for her. They started walking, and he learned that she was 48 years old, and she lived near Alex's apartment. When they got in front of their apartment building, he felt bold, and he said, do you want to keep walking around for a little bit? She agreed. So he took her to her to his favorite chess spot at, at Bitsvesky Park. And even though most people are just terrified of this place, it was Alex's happy place because of how respected he was. So when they finished looking at the chess tables, they both didn't want the date to end, so they started walking down a path that led deeper into the forest, but then it would come out again. As they kept walking down that path, getting deeper, they continued their light conversation, getting to know each other. The path started fading, and they're now just walking on more wild ground instead of a clear path. Neither would say anything to each other, but they just kept going. But they would walk a little faster and faster. As they got further into the forest, it became pretty evident they were no longer on a path. That's when Larissa froze. Alexander was walking more in the front, so he turned around and he looked at her. Right away, he could tell there was just something wrong with her face. She had this really strange look in her eyes. She looked exhausted. And that's when she inexplicably just collapsed into a tree nearby and wrapped her arms around it. She started crying and wailing and holding the tree as tight as she could. Alexander was just staring at her. He had no idea what was going on. She would look up at him and she would say, You're the maniac, aren't you? Are you going to kill me? Alexander was astonished. She was the first person to have figured it out so quickly. Most of the time, he had to tell his victims before he killed them. He smirked and smiled at her. He took out his hammer and he said coldly, yes, I am. Now, no one knows exactly why Alexander became a serial killer. His family has theorized it was because of the brain damage he suffered from when he was four years old, that it rewired his brain. Plus, he was bullied incessantly as he grew up. 
But at the age of 18, Alexander had the idea that he wanted to kill someone. He wanted to take someone's life. He told that to one of his classmates, Mikhail Odichuk, about this urge he had. Mikhail told him he also had an urge to kill someone. And so they both headed into Bitsvesky Park looking for a victim. But after hiking deep into the woods, Mikhail would have second thoughts. He wanted to back out of this plan. And that's when Alexander knew he would just have to kill Mikhail. He told Mikhail to go ahead, head back home. And when Mikhail turned around and started walking away, Alexander took a hammer, beat him in the back of the head, and then dragged his body to the well that was covered with a metal grate. He removed the grate and he dumped Mikhail down this well. The well would fall around 30 feet down. Imagine like a science beaker where it's a thin tube and then it opens up at the bottom into this big, um, a big bulb. And that's when the water would actually shoot out miles and miles away all over Moscow into different locations. Alexander would not kill again for another nine years. And that's because the police questioned him because he was the last person to be seen with Mikhail before Mikhail disappeared. But Alexander would say when he left him in the forest, Mikhail was alive and well. Between 2001 and 2006, Alexander murdered what he thought was 62 people. The courts would only convict him of 48. He was finally caught because after he killed Larissa, he took another female co-worker to the forest of Bitsvesky Park. But she left a note for her son, letting him know who she went with and if she didn't return to call the police. CCTV footage showed them at a metro station together, and he was arrested two days after her murder. When the police searched Alexander's home, they found a chessboard with markings showing how many people he had killed. 62 out of the 64 squares on the chessboard had been filled in, showing how many people he believed he had killed. When he found out two victims had lived, he lowered his count to 60 and begged the courts to charge him for 60 murders and not 48. In October of 2007, Alexander Pischuskin was sentenced to life imprisonment with 15 years to be served in solitary confinement. To this day, Alex is still alive and he is still in solitary confinement. His serial killer nickname was changed to the Chessboard Killer. Thank you. End of story. Is Russia just really bad at finding serial killers? Because there's just like huge stories about ser- serial killers in Russia where they get like above there's 50 victims. Like, how bunch. does it happen? Yeah, there's a bunch. So his idol was another guy who was convicted for like 58 murders. Uh-huh. And he was hoping to top him and fill a chessboard, which he only got convicted for 48. We might have to talk about his idol at another time. Like I've just heard multiple stories about Russian ser- serial killers and how they kill over 50 There's a people. bunch. It just blows my mind. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, <laughs> he, dies, he, dies. he dies. The crazy part is two of the victims identified Alexander Pischuskin, and they lived, and they identified him. This was early on. That was victim 16 and victim 20. And both said, hey, this was the guy, but one was an illegal immigrant and one was a homeless boy who was on drugs. So the police did nothing. Don't do drugs, kid. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't if do you want to be believed. Moral of the story. Well, Jay, thank you for that ultra depressing story. Hey, no problem. 
And with that, we'll be right back. Stick around. Do you seek the attention and validation of your friends, potential lovers, and the general public? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Official merch from Manchild Chronicle Store. With this merch, you will successfully find best friends, lovers, and the admiration of people whose opinions you should not care about. Want to feel loved? Then buy Manchild Chronicles merch today at manchildchronicles.com. Manchild merch does not actually help people like or love you. Manchild merch is not responsible for personal or romantic relationships. See store for details. Not responsible for bear attacks. All right, cronies. Let's play a little $1 million, but... Hey, pal, what would you do for a million dollars? The Manchild Chronicles presents Million Dollars, but... All right, million dollars, but tonight I'm going to be gracious. I'm going to let John start it off. Ooh. <laughs> sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? Uh, Let's see here. A million dollars, but after every meal you have, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you immediately have to eat. A ketchup flavored popsicle. Mm. I'm gonna learn to love ketchup. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm gonna eat the ketchup popsicle really fast. It's a popsicle, it's just ice. And it has to be after? Has to be after every meal. So no matter where you eat this meal, you have to have a ketchup flavored popsicle. So it's not gonna I'm ruin gonna your just appetite. have a cooler of them. I'm gonna go yep. to my dinner restaurant, and then I'll is. be like, then I'll be like, perfect. Now give me my bib, give me my ketchup flavored popsicle. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Millionaire. I'm an eccentric millionaire. I do weird things. Now, if you would have said before I eat, I'd probably be out because I would probably ruin every meal I'd eat. But afterwards, I was I actually could. hoping it was before so that I could. Cleanse the palate with good food. See, that's my thing. You just have this great meal, and then you have to eat a ketchup flavored popsicle after every meal. It's like, oh, I just had a bowl of cereal. <laughs> do I might actually lose weight because I'm. Like, do I really want to eat this? Do I, do I really want to eat this? I'm gonna skip it. I'm skipping. I actually, I, I'm gonna say no. I'm not gonna do it. Are you really gonna gain a lot of weight because you're just gonna keep eating because you never want your meal to end? <laughs> I'll take it. And you're gonna love pancake. ketchup. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. How about this? A million dollars. But for the rest of your life, everything that you eat or drink is the opposite texture and temperature to how you like it. Soft drinks, hot and flat, fries, cold and soggy. For example. Not worth it. I'm not. Not worth it. All the enjoyment. It's a million dollars. Most of the enjoyment of life is gone. Yeah. So is I that I put it in the though. microwave and it just comes out, you know? I'm Ice cold. About my soggy fries, but it still just comes out cold. Oh, man. Yep. Mm, I love this warm Magic. ice cream. Mmm. Mmm. I'm going to say yeah, no. that. Okay. No. That sounds brutal. Okay. 
All right, I got one for you. A million dollars, but once a month for five days, you get a new disease every day. So one day, like, so day one, you have strep. Day two, you wake up, you have tonsillitis. The third day, you have pancreatic cancer. The fourth day, you have gonorrhea. (laughs) And then finally, on your fifth day, you're at the peak of COVID. Now, you survive all these brief spouts of sickness, but you get to feel what it's like to be in the worst of those diseases for just one day. It's once a month for five days, and then you're back to being healthy. You can go about your life. There's some bad ones out there. Gonorrhea like does not sound fun at all. <laughs> so it's like being it's a werewolf, day. but with diseases. Yeah. <laughs> with diseases. <laughs> it's just one day. Well, it's five days, five but it's days. one disease. Five days every it changes. month in perpetuity. Every month. But I won't die. It's 60 days I'm gonna a year. No. 60 days a I'm year, a- you're going to be miserable. I'm a, I'm a wuss when it comes to being sick. But you so. don't die. You're just going to no. be able to have empathy, though, because you're going to be like, oh, I know how that person must be feeling. Not, not for a single million dollars for the rest of my life. If you throw now, a do you know on that. Five days are coming, or do you not know? Like, can you mentally get yourself prepared for it? Or does it just happen? It's five days in a row, once a month. I don't know. I didn't. Well, let's let's like, say it's predictable. Let's say yeah. I get a sneeze. Like, do I know it's coming or do I not know it's <laughs> coming? Like, it? Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? What do oh I have? Oh, my God. What do I have? Let's just say it's the first Let's just say it's the first five days of the month. First okay. five days of the month. Perfect. You know I'm going to take that money. I'm going to go put myself in a coma those first five days, and then I'm right back at it. Well, in the uh, American healthcare system, you might be able to do that twice, and that's about it. <laughs> I don't think your coma is going to work. General anesthesia prices. I don't think that's going to work, anyways, because Jay said you have to. You're going to feel it. So if you're in a coma, if I'm in a coma. Nope, Jay said part of it. You have to feel it. So I do feel it. I just don't. If feel it was, it. you always try to find. You always try to find these loopholes. I would not do it for a single million dollars for the rest of my life. If it was a B billion, then yeah, I'd probably go for it, but not not for a million. Would you do it for like five hundred million? I would piqued my interest. I would do it for five hundred million. (laughs) I always love John. All right, all right, let's back it down. Two hundred and fifty million. Would you do it for two? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it for two fifty. Perfect. A hundred million. If I know I'm not going to die, there's sometimes I have the most minor flu or cold, and it feels like I have pancreatic <laughs> cancer. So I would let it happen. All right. I, have, uh, I, I, would, I would say uh, for me, the answer would be if my run-of-the-mill life expectancy, say I'm going to live another 40 years, I think my cutoff would be as if it was going to be roughly a million dollars a year for whatever the amount was, then then I'd probably do it. Okay, I have what should be an easy one for you. Thank you. A million dollars, but you have to run 10 miles a day for the next 20 years. No. <laughs> 10 miles a day for 20 years? Yep. Like run Do I walk? get off for holidays? I mean, <laughs> run. You'll be in phenomenal shape, but you got to run 10 can miles I, a day for 20 years. No, but like, I can't take a lot of go home. Now. So do I get a million bucks? I'm immediately in phenomenal <laughs> shape, or no? 
No, nope. you're going to have to earn that phenomenal shape. You're at a mi- you get a million bucks, and you have to run 10 miles a day for 20 years. Do you know how long that you don't. it would take me to run 10 miles in one day right now? <laughs> you ever watched Forrest Gump? Run you know how long it took him? That would, you know how long it would take one day. me to run 10 miles in one day in the shape I'm in now? It would probably be 16 hours till I get to 10. It's like a half marathon. People do it all the time. Ugh. What does that math come out to? Maybe Hold this on. was just giving me that... motivation. I need to be healthier, though. Ryan, can I take off for holidays? Now, please on. say yes. <laughs> no. 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 Hold on. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That math works out to be 50 grand a year, more or less. So if you budget it properly, you essentially could make a cheap living on just running. Running. So can I use the? Can I use my wheelies? My wheelie shoes. <laughs> now, is it running? Or You're going to wheel light, five miles. Or just light yogging count? Does yogging count or is it running? <laughs> You're going to get to a point where 10 miles a day is normal for you. It's not that big of a deal anymore. You're going to get in shape yeah. to a point. Ryan, but how long is that going to take Hold to on. get to that Ryan, normal? Go <laughs> test the theory the for us, okay? You go start yeah, not, 10 no. miles hey. a day and let me know I'm how not many days it takes for it to let me know. normal, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm not taking the million. I'm not taking the million. <laughs> is it like full force running or yogging? Listen, I once... John. There was a time about 12 years ago when I was on this weight loss kick and I was running seven miles a day, and that wasn't terrible. But I would never want you to. You said do how long 10. ago? But it wasn't ten. That was, how like long 12, ago, Ryan? that was like twelve plus years ago. You got oh, to okay. seven. You're like, like, that's it. That's I'm like, all I've I known you, <laughs> Brian. I've known you a long time, so you better be saying a, a, a years beyond what I've known you. Because yeah. no, I haven't done it. <laughs> like five years ago. No, Ryan. No, no. I've, I've known you for a decade, sir. No. I can't even run up the stairs anymore. If I can walk, not walk, but if I can jog, I'll do. I'll do a million dollars. Well, jogging is running. Yeah, John, it counts. A jog is a run. Uh, then yeah, I'm doing it for a million bucks. A jog is not a jog. Uh, not a jog. That's walking. You have to jog at least. Yeah. Jog. Have you ever seen me tire jog? It's slower than my walk. <laughs> as long as the arms are up and in motion, it counts. And if both feet are off the floor, <laughs> it's a run. I'd do it. Let's do it. Let's just start doing it tomorrow. Come on, guys. I don't really have a million right. dollars to give you, though. So. Oh, man. All right. Million dollars. But every time you sit down anywhere, doesn't matter where it is, the seat is wet, very wet. (laughs) And right when you get up is when it dries to a tolerable dryness, but never all the way dry. Million dollars. Your clothes don't dry all the way? Correct. So like where you sat down and it was very wet for a mysterious reason, it gets to that point of dryness where... It's kind of cold and tacky, but your pants never fully dry. Are we going to have any medical issues from this wet? I was going to say the the chafing will be so bad. Is there any Uh, medical issues from this? That is, I've asked the question as as it is. I feel like a lot of pruning. You said every time you sit down. Correct. So if I lay down, never sit down. That doesn't count. 
Not if you're butt up. So you're I gonna just have, have to be to a, lay a belly down everywhere I go. I can pull that off. I'll take the million dollars. Hey, welcome to my home, John. Have a seat. I prefer to lay down on your couch. I'm going to lay down, 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 lay down on your floor. No, no, no. If it's, if it's, no, no, no. If it's butt down, that means you're getting wet. If it's butt up, that means you're not. That's what she said. I could pull that off still. I could lay down face down yeah. on the ground. Have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ryan. How's everything going, Ryan? <laughs> no, I'm doing okay. I'm just laying here. Hey, you want to walk on my back? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Tummy time. If I go to anybody's house. Tummy time. Tummy time. <laughs> All right. A uh, million I'll dollars. That. I'll take the million dollars. I'm taking the million. A million dollars. But you have to go gamble the entire million dollars within 24 hours at a casino, playing slots, poker games, anything like that. A poker, yes. you could do that it's real fast. It's a free fast. million. It's a free million. After 24 hours, you keep whatever winnings you have. If you don't spend the entire million within that 24 hours, you lose that. You lose all of it. Oh. No, it's easy because... Even when I'm down in my last minute, how much do I have left? Cool. Put it all on red. Let's do this. Come on. Yeah. I mean, then either you, you, or you lose it. Listen, you're either going to win money or you're going to have a great time losing it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't even. I mean, I'm, you'd probably have to go to the right casino for them to, to not hit any bet ceiling. But, uh, man, I do like 10 rounds at the roulette table at 100 grand a piece. And however it lies is however it lies, and I'm still in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> you're such an old man. See, I'm the exact opposite. I would be just like pulling my hair out the whole time, just gambling the money. Like, oh, come on, I keep John, losing. Why wow, are you bad, John? John, you have a million dollars. Why are you playing quarter slots? You gotta I would. It. I would be on the penny Come slots. On. One Come on. quarter. Come One on. quarter. Come on. Come on. Come on. You gotta get through all million. I'm Question. Here. Question. Clarifying question. Can I have people gamble on my behalf? No. Only no. you. Okay. Only me. Yeah, I'm taking it. That, that's oh, a yeah. fun day. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great, great day. day. That's a great day, yeah. Can we negotiate with the cosmic powers that be to set aside a hundo for dinner? No. <laughs> what a great story for a story in a hat. Well, let me tell you about the story about gambling. <laughs> you ever seen one the movie time. The Hangover? Yeah. yeah this based one time on this me. magical genie came dollars. out and made a deal with me for a million dollars, but... <laughs> All right, fine. I got my last one. A million dollars... But you have nightly lucid, visceral nightmares where the scariest things imaginable keep happening and there's nothing you can do except keep dreaming. When you do wake up, you're covered in sweat, drenched with anxiety. You are truly terrified. But when you finally get moving, you feel rested because you slept well last night. You can go have a fantastic millionaire type of day. But just remember... When you close your eyes, they'll be waiting to play with you again. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. No way. I'm doing that. That, that, that sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm going to lose a bunch of weight because I sweat so much in my sleep. 
uh, have a it's not true. an interesting story to tell every day. I'm gonna do that. Your day's fine, Mike. You wake up, you realize everything's good. You go about, you have a fantastic millionaire day. Just remember, they're waiting. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Uh, million dollars, but you can only spend it on things that start with W. Wings? Oh, man. Wallets? Oh, watches? Yeah. Take Walmart? Them, take them. <laughs> Walmart? Mm? Walmart? Bought me a Walmart. That's a place, not a thing. Whataburger? Mm. Nice. Whataburgers? Mm. Oh, here we go. Can only spend it on things with W. Uh, Werther's Originals. You know, my Ooh. grandfather used to give me Werther's Originals. Watermelon? <laughs> ah. Water parks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know, I think I'll this would actually it. help with like budgeting that million dollars out so you don't <laughs> blow it all out. Yeah. Whores. Whores. <laughs> 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 I'm taking nice. this money right now. <laughs> <laughs> you get a million dollars, but you have a a terrible smell on your upper lip every day, and every day it's a different terrible smell on your upper lip that will not go away. Is it terrible to the point where I'm going to throw up? Like, oh, is so the intensity, or is it just slightly depends uncomfortable? Depends on the day. So, some days it might be. No, 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 no. There's a difference between the smell and the intensity of the smell. I need to know the intensity of the smell. It changes it like, every day, Mike. The different smell every day. No, is it like is it like my hand smells weird and I don't like it, or is it someone literally took the intensity of like someone took fecal matter and rubbed it across your top lip? That might be intensity. one of the smells one day. Yeah. So you're saying the intensity varies as well? Well, yeah. yeah with different smells, the intensity varies, of course. Oof. Will it cause me to vomit? Yes. Yeah, it depends what your stomach is, I guess. I'm going to pass. I am not doing that. I, no. Or I'm going to plug my nose. Never mind. I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm just going to plug my nose. You can never breathe. kiss my wife you again. Can, you can smell through your mouth. Sure about that? Are you sure about that? Did you say you can smell through your mouth? Hey, you can. We to, right. can we can we look that up? Can someone Google that? I feel like you, I have gone into places and smelled through my mouth, and it was terrible. <laughs> hey, Jamie, hold on. I need to take a little smell test. <gasps> Not good. What are you doing? Not good. <laughs> Smelling. This bathroom stall Man, smells terrible. Or drink the food and liquid. It says yeah, it can only be done taste. when you when you taste or eat. Yeah, you can that's taste the it only then. way is when you taste it. Okay, you can taste that smell. Don't lick your upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, million dollars. But every month for five days, when you fall asleep, you have to sleep on top of of a professional sumo wrestler. You have to use his butt as your pillow. And yes, he's wearing his uniform. You're not really sleeping on... Well, you're sleeping 69 style on top of him then. You're 
No, I'll let if you your head's at, if you're, well, your you said you're on top of on his him. butt. Your head has to be on his butt. So your what was head, the time interval again? Five days every month. I'm just thinking Yokozuna right now. He had a really big butt. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd 100 percent do it. And those guys. Is eat. It those guys same, are. Is it the same sumo wrestler every month? Hmm, that would be nice. Let's do it. Can a I get to one. know this guy? Different one wanted, every month. Get to know. I wanted to get to know him so I can just be like, hey, Matumbo. Hey, is that time of the <laughs> year? Matumbo. Good to see you again there. Listen, listen, pal. For five days a month, I just need you to drink water during the day. Right. Be no Those gassy. guys, while big, they actually have great hygiene. No gassy foods tonight, please. I mean, I'm doing it. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that. <laughs> the sumo wrestler. I only have one rule: don't fall in love with me, kid. I don't know how my wife. <laughs> I don't know how my wife's gonna like a sumo wrestler in the bed with us at five days a month. But for a million dollars, she'll probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're here again. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's here's my last one. Million dollars, but. Every morning, your balls get sprayed with pepper spray at 5 a.m. Joke's on you, boys. I call that a Tuesday. (laughs) Does that hurt when it gets sprayed on your down under there? Yes. (laughs) Is that from experience, sir? You You know that? I can neither (laughs) confirm nor deny. I didn't know if it hurt if it was just on the skin. Yes. I thought I just heard if it got in your eyes. Or orifices. I think you can once it's sprayed, you can taste it through your mouth, and that's when it really gets. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The balls have taste receptors <laughs> similar you can to the smell mouth. It through similar your to balls. Similar to how you can smell with your mouth. <laughs> I would say no on that. I appreciate my little guys too much. And mine are there for decoration now. Spray them. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it reverses your vasectomy. <laughs> What? It melted stuff and put it back together. Put it back together. No! How is this possible? Well, oh, do you pepper spray your balls every morning? No, that's why. All right. That's I, the one way. I had to look That'll this up. Pepper spray causes burning and pain in exposed areas initially, but after some time, the skin becomes insensitive to pain and temperatures. Reduced sensitivity may last for several days. Perfect. Do it. Yep. Sign me up. So what you're telling me, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance that we'll be right back after this break. This next segment of the Man Child Chronicles is brought to you by the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Rollins with the heist of the century. Climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. moments unforgettable matches memories that last a lifetime when it comes to professional wrestling if you are talking about it we are talking about it over on the wrestle chat podcast with new episodes every saturday morning at 10 a.m listen wherever you listen to the man child chronicles or watch it on youtube at wrestle chat podcast all right let's do a little top 10 It's time to play Top 10. 
Join the guys as they pick a topic, discuss, debate, then decide the best of the best. Get ready, because here we go. Alrighty. Tonight's top 10. The worst tasting foods. The worst tasting foods. Tonight's order. J, John, Mike, and Ryan. That was not a very exciting draft introduction, Ryan. Oh. You don't seem you don't seem excited. Oh. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I thought you were gonna make me redo that whole thing over again. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to do that. that All right, Jay. Jay, tell me what tastes terrible. All right, number 10. Pickled pig's feet. Number nine, I'm gonna put in tomatoes. Number eight, veal marsala. Number seven, Rocky Mountain oysters. Number six, oysters. Number five, baked beans. Number four, broccoli and cheese. Number three, lutefisk. Number two, liver and onions. Number one, the most disgusting food of all time, pickles. I like John's list. I feel like eating tomatoes and pickles right now. That's disgusting. You're you're weird. I love pickles, man. I hate pickles. Pickles are great. Oh, you know what's really good? You know what's really good? I love this is one of my favorite snacks. I probably told you guys before. Pickles and peanut butter. Oh my gosh, it is so good together. Try it. First I've heard of that. Oh. Jay, when you're done, go get your pickle jar, go get your peanut butter jar. Take some peanut butter out, put it on the pickle, take a bite, and and then call me with the best thing you've ever tasted. Really? So I've never heard of that before, but as I'm thinking about it, I can see why it may work because it's like vinegary, sour with the work. sweet Pickles a little bit. Disgusting, oh. guys. This is the worst tasting Dude, it's food. So good. So do you like nasty. cucumbers? No, I don't like. Do you like cucumbers? No. I don't like pickles. Weird. I don't like cucumbers. I hate the texture of a pickle. But let's go to number 10, and that's pickled pig feet, Jay. Why did you put that on there? Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it at a grocery store, the pickled pig's feet. Have you guys ever seen that? Yes. It just looks nasty. It smells nasty. Yep. And I'm telling you, it tastes nasty. Had to eat that on a dare. It's awful. I do. And I... You had to it, eat that John, on a you, deer, or you chose to eat that on a deer? John, you have to. Dare <laughs> roll. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a pirate, John. But did you oh, dare yourself to do it? Uh, John, you wouldn't like it because they are pickled, so um, mm-hmm. it does have that pickled flavor. Um, but I will say, it's because you know what you're biting into. It's just, it's awful. Um, I would have put it number one. I just, I didn't know if you guys would... Even register, so I take my heavy like hitter who's, first. Who's the market for? Like, who's it? Who's it for? I don't know. People like it. I guess. It, I We're feel like it's stores have it. I feel like it's more for like voodoo Wiccans that that the necklace or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but why are they pickled then? You know, it's if grocery stores sell them, hungry. that means people buy them. Disgusting. Someone does. Maybe it's it. Maybe it's in a stew or something. I don't know. Anyway. 
I knew my my topics or the ones I picked would be controversial because for some reason I have a weird thing with textures in my mouth. And number nine, I picked tomatoes because I hate the texture of a tomato. I cannot stand it. Love it. I cannot eat a tomato. If I eat one, I spit it out immediately. I hate the texture of a tomato. I know people like that, but you like... That doesn't mean you don't like ketchup or you don't I like like tomato sauce on like spaghetti I love sauce. sauce. Now, if it's a cooked yeah. tomato, so it's not the like flavor. It, if it's like a cooked tomato and chili, I can eat it. But if it's just like a raw tomato, you know, I can't have one. I I hate it. Are you able to explain what it is that triggers you on it? It's just the texture and the flavor. Once it, once you bite into it, it's it just feels uncomfortable, and I just feel I feel hurt. Like I've been touched inappropriately. <laughs> John, That's I just figured you grew up and grew out of this. No, you still no, deal with this? I hate tomatoes, man. What's That's so interesting because you? as I've gotten older, I actually have started preferring raw tomatoes over anything else, even to the point where like I'll, uh, I'll get them sometimes, very rarely because they give me heartburn, but uh, I'll, I'll take a, an initial bite. Uh, just like an apple, and I'll sprinkle a little salt, salt. on it, and yep. yeah, if keep you eating guys, it, it's so good. If you guys so ever want to punish me on this show, either have me <laughs> eat a tomato raw like an apple, or a pickle. Have oh. me eat a berry raw like a strawberry, a blueberry, anything like that. I hate those. You know, now that you bring that up. With our transition to video here okay. on July 7th, we can start punishing each other mm-hmm. yes. because it'll be on video now. How so fun. that's good to know. Coming July 7th, manchildgronicles.com. Pickle pig's feet. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight, veal marsala. So there's a story that goes behind this too, very quickly. So I'm hanging out with my sister and brother-in-law. Um, as, uh, I stayed with them leading up to, I think it was when they were getting married, um, and, uh, stayed with my brother-in-law and we went out to dinner one night at like an authentic Italian restaurant. Now you have the two different kinds of restaurants. You have your authentic Italian restaurants and then your authentic Italian restaurants. You're not talking I about thought, Olive Garden. <laughs> I thought this was the former. It seemed like just another notch up from Olive Garden. It it was decorated nice. Didn't necessarily have a franchise vibe, but but you know, smelled like pizza and spaghetti. Well, I don't know what happened because they did have spaghetti on the menu. Right? They they no <laughs> no no. Seems but uh, anyway, so my brother in law and I both order veal marsala, which is essentially veal is um, baby cow, uh, baby, baby lamb, baby lamb which is already very gamey. Mm-hmm. And then it's in a, a mushroom goop sauce type thing. And it came and it just looked like a plate of vomit. That's all it looked like. It was just brown and chunky and oily and all these types of things. We both took one bite and noped out of that thing so fast. Like it, it was bad. And it's still a running joke to this day how bad veal marsala was baby lamb mushrooms and gook oh and ryan's right veal is baby beef okay i was was just looking it up i'm like i can't be wrong on that either way it doesn't matter it was indistinguishable from anything delicious all right 
Number, what are we on? Number seven, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Do you guys know what Rocky Mountain Oysters are? Bull testicles. Bull testicles. Mm. Well, when I was a kid, I, I know because you know size wise they're very yeah. similar. To I didn't know that when I was a kid, and there was there's bars in South Dakota that serve Rocky Mountain oysters, and my dad said, "Hey, you want to try a Rocky Mountain oyster?" <laughs> sure. It was not good. It was not good. If you want to know, Did he I say, looked up. Yeah, they taste really good, Ryan. Uh, bull testicles, deep fried. They. Let me let me read this here. They are uh, basically they taste like they feel or they, when they're in your mouth. It's like you ever have calamari. Yep, it's very chewy. It's, that's yep. squid. It's like that in your mouth. But sounds like a tomato. What makes it gross is when they. It's what makes it gross is once you're eating it, everybody starts laughing and you're wondering what's so funny. Then they tell you what it is, and that's what. You can never get that taste out of your mouth here's, once you hear what problem. it is. Here's the problem. It doesn't taste that bad. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. But when you know what it but is, you it know tastes what terrible. It is, <laughs> and that's the crazy part. Like There are testicle festivals everywhere. Montana has the biggest one. It attracts over 15,000 visitors every year, and every visitor eats over three pounds of testicles. I, I don't think the concept of eating it bothers me, but when I've seen them like prepared like on TV and stuff, they just look so rubbery and spongy. And and so texture-wise, like mentally, I have no problem taking a bite of it. But visually, even if I didn't know what they were, they do not look appetizing. And and like when I see people cut into them, they just have this uh-huh. almost tofu jiggly <laughs> texture to it that I, I can't I can't get over. What's disgusting uh, to some is a delicacy to others. Come on. Yeah. Next. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, number six. I said oysters. Um one of uh, my father-in-law's favorite meals is corn and oysters. I believe I've told you guys that for Thanksgiving. That's like his number one thing. <laughs> he wants corn and oysters. I've had it. It's disgusting. <laughs> and oysters are disgusting. You can die from having a raw oyster because of the freaking diseases. But I know people that just slurp them right out of Slurp them right out of the right out of it, and they swear by it and say it's so amazing. I'll do it, but it has to be cooked. I will not do a raw oyster. You know, Jim Gaffigan has that bit. He's like, "How did we start eating seafood? It's 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 bug meat. It's essentially bug meat. <laughs> Oysters on the half shell, more like snot on a half shell." My dad. Aphrodisiac. Let's uh, let's let's down this uh, shell of snots and uh, get down tonight. You know what I'm saying? My dad and uncles on New Year's Eve would always go to my grandma's house, and she'd always cook a big pot of oyster stew, and they would eat. They would fight over who had the most oysters because they wanted the most. It's so gross. It ta- it does taste terrible. So too. gross. It's terrible. Ugh. All right. Number five, I put down baked beans. When I was a kid, I hated baked beans with a passion. I did How did not I like not them. hear that during the what top is, ten? What is what wrong, is wrong with you? What is actually a, wrong with you? I have tried them since I became an adult, to be honest with you. You ruined this top brought, ten. I only brought two to this top ten, and that was tomatoes and pickles. And when... Uh, 
Then when I realized I had a third one, I had to think deep. And I remember, I remember growing up at the table, our granny and grandpa always said you had to eat every meal that was put in front of you. Like no matter what you had to eat it. And there was one time they did baked beans and I could not eat it. I refused. They never made God use that again. <laughs> I drew the line. I was like, I am not taking another bite of this. I refuse. Or you're going to sit here all day. And I think I sat there all day at the dining room you table did. and refused <laughs> to eat the baked beans. And after like four to six hours, they were finally like, okay, John, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> These darn kids are a lot. <laughs> They're a lot sturdier than I remember. <laughs> I would have died on a hill go to, bed. to not finish those baked beans. The texture of it was disgusting. Whatever they were made in, it was terrible. Terrible. Love baked beans. And you love, love like, them. barbecue chips. Like, John, you would chips. love barbecue baked beans. You would love them. Whatever baked the beans flavor. they put in front of me, I did not like. So weird. Okay. Uh, number, somebody help me out. Four. Number four, broccoli and cheese. Okay. I like broccoli. I like cheese. Mm -hmm. There is something about the texture of them together that I cannot do. weirdo, right, guys? Um, I... Yeah, yeah. I, eat, I love broccoli. I, yeah. I, I eat cooked broccoli, tossed in garlic. I eat raw broccoli. That's all fine. Cheese is obviously just cheese, but there's something about the the when, softness that happens when it's cooked, oh, and I'm just well, like, you can Whoa. put like nacho cheese on broccoli, and it, it makes no. broccoli better. Yeah, no. what are you talking about? And and I have a similar story as John. There, I, I have vivid memories of my mom making it when I was a kid. And the whole family liked it except me. And they were like borderline shoving it down my throat. Like, you just need to try it, blah, blah, blah. I gagged and almost threw up. And they were finally like, okay, it's not worth it. Just let him not like it. Have never eaten it since. I do not like, even when I smell it, when I smell, bro- maybe it's just PTSD. I don't know. But uh, when I smell broccoli and cheese, I, j- I can't. I just nope straight out of that. You guys are so weird. Like, this is the this, worst yeah. top 10. Worst top 10. Can I, I want to talk about what the people around the world eat, but yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. All right. Number three, lutefisk. It is a... Yeah, what is that? Lutefisk is a fish <laughs> that is... is pre- Didn't he sing Baby with Justin Bieber? <laughs> it is a... Lutefisk is... Luda... <laughs> When I was 13, I found my first love. So if you are Norwegian, it is a very common meal for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You eat lutefisk. And my family... Ryan, did you not catch what Mike said? I feel like that was so funny, and you're not reacting at all. Lunafisk, because every time you say anything, it's funnier. I just keep thinking of Ludacris now. I'm just like, that freaking, that freaking rated R album I listened to in elementary school that I had no right to listen to has just changed completely. Luna. Luna. <laughs> Boom. Uh, fish, get out the way. <laughs> Mike, that was 
that was Ted Lasso clever. I just uh, want you to know that. That was Ted Lasso clever. Too bad Mike doesn't like Ted Lasso. I'm going to pass out. <sighs> Ryan, Ludafisk, it's a Norwegian fish. Your family okay. ate it. Go. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. We got we to gotta get through it. Keep All going. Right. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Just don't say the name. <laughs> If you're in a region on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, you eat lutefisk. And I've never had to eat it until I lived with my sister when I was like 19 years old. And we went to her husband's parents' house and they had... Your, your sister seems like she'd be into lutefisk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyways... We're sitting at this table. I've never ate it. And they're all talking about how good it is. I'm telling you, this is the worst tasting crap you've ever ate in your entire life. I have a Norwegian. My last name is Olsen, which comes from Oli's son. You can't get more Norwegian than that. And we don't eat it because it's terrible. Anyways, this stuff, it is a... Uh, uh, let me find it on my list here. I cannot read my writing at all. Anyway, it's like, uh, it's very bitter to the taste. It has a hint of pneumonia on your palate when you eat it. That's how terrible it is. And people love this stuff. I remember they put it on my plate and their dad goes, you're a big boy. Let's give you a big helping. Oh my God. And I, I always, for some reason I'm polite around people I don't know. And I ate that whole thing. I was so sick all night. It was so bad. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you want seconds, Ryan? We got more. No oh, more. That brings no me. more lutefisk for me. <laughs> and that brings me to number two: liver and onions. And same thing. It gets made, and they give you a big old helping of it. And you want to be nice because you know uh, you're just trying to be a nice kid. And I ate that liver and onions, and oh my gosh, it's disgusting. A nutty bitty the flavor. Liver, the liver's not supposed to be eaten. I just got to clarify. That's what you ate during the depression because there was nothing else. Like you had to eat everything. You had to eat the pickled pig's feet and you had to eat the liver. We're not in a depression anymore, people. We don't have to keep eating this crap. Oh, it's so disgusting. Let me ask you this. Who plays tricks on their kids every time they ask you what's for dinner and you tell them liver and onions tonight? I do that Every time That's me. Like, yep. <laughs> I, I talk about uh, that we're going to have grass for dinner and eat like cows do, and they just lose their l- ever-loving mind. I don't want to eat grass. I want chicken nuggets. <laughs> Give me my dinosaur chicken nuggets. Then Michael looks outside, and one of his kids just in the yard chowing down on the dirt. Number one, the most disgusting thing of all time. Don't know why anybody likes it. Pickles. <laughs> You're so Ugh. dumb. Ugh. Pickles are fantastic. Oh, they're so pickles good. Pickles are... You got your go butter pickles. You got your kosher pickles. You got your spear pickles. They all suck. The only I pickle I don't... The only pickle... Here's what really annoys me about pickles, though. You get a nice big jar of pickles. You're so excited. You go home and eat them, and you accidentally got the sweet pickles. Yeah. That's the worst. Have you ever had one of those... Uh, cool, coolicles. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Is that something that Ludafisk also sells? No, <laughs> it's Kool Aid. It's uh, when pickles get uh, they get uh, pickled like in the jar with Kool Aid. So then they come out blue oh. and red. They're literally flavored pickles. I've had them and they're actually delicious. Mm, Interesting. Good. Mm. There's nothing to ruin worse. John. To ruin John's number one even more. We'll talk about what we love about pickles. There's <laughs> nothing worse than the surprise pickle on your burger when you order them without burgers, and then you're just chowing down <sighs> and you go love right into love the pickle. pickles on my burger. <laughs> I love pickles. Uh, you go to Chick Fil A and you just get a plain chicken sandwich with the three pickles oh, on it. Oh yes. man, it's the best heaven. I, I like Chick-fil-A John pickles. I will I say, say to that. John's regard, I don't like McDonald's pickles. I prefer the sandwich no. without yeah. them. Yeah, I I agree. don't like McDonald's pickles. I'll take them off. I don't change the order. I just take them off. I don't eat them. My kids like them, but I don't like McDonald's pickles. All right. See, told you. Number one, McDonald's pickles. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. You did good, John. It's just because they're warm. Warm pickles. <laughs> okay, I did a freaking butt ton of research because i was trying to find the grossest foods around the world do you mind if i share a couple well we're out of time a little sick we're out of time for tonight jay sorry no we're not come on i uh, michael do our sponsors will they let us go on any longer just Um, a couple just a few (laughs) please i have to take this moment to stab at you guys a little bit because i have man child branded instagram accounts for you and jay could have posted it as more after show content but None of you guys want to be on the gram. It's unfortunate. But, Jay, go ahead quickly. Okay, thank you. Awesome. Okay, in China, they have what's called baby mouse wine. At least a dozen baby mice are drowned in rice wine. The mice, are they have to still be blind and hairless. The brew is then matured for a year, and then you drink it. It's a health tonic for asthma and liver diseases. When you first consume it, the putrid taste fills your mouth and stings your palate. Parts of baby mouse skin float around in the wine, so you usually have to sift the liquid before you consume it. Thank you, China. (sighs) I also wanted to bring up the human We wonder where COVID came from. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's from the bats. Uh, The human placenta. It wasn't popular until around 1970, and it has now become more common even in America. The hormones inside of the placenta are the main reason people choose to ingest it. The two most popular methods are capsules followed by smoothies. Blending up your placenta and drinking it like a smoothie. Yuck. Okay. Um, This is a good one. This one's for you, Mike. The Ortolan bird in France. Okay. Killing and cooking this delicate little songbird is banned across Europe. However, French chefs are lobbying for its reintroduction into the French cuisine. Those who have eaten these tiny birds applaud the hazelnut flavors and rich gaminess of the meat. And famous chefs have described the eating experience as close to ecstasy. Is this the, Tweety Bird and Sylvester? Like, is that what this is? No, <laughs> this, is from, this is from American Dad. The captured Ortolans are kept in cages and tricked into thinking it's nighttime by removing their eyes and darkening the cage, leading them to overeat and fatten. They are then drowned alive in a vat of Armand, 
Armagnac wine and cooked. The ritual of eating this French delicacy includes covering one's head with a napkin to hide from God while eating this bird whole feet first. France banned hunting them in 1999, but the law is rarely enforced. A single 28-gram bird, which is about the size of a baby's fist, goes for $100 on the black market. An estimated 30,000 birds are captured and sold illegally every year. Fun fact. Fun fact. The first draft of rat- ratatouille was about that bird. That's, that was the main dish they were going to serve up at the end. Are you serious? No. Oh, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my last one. This is the fish one. It is notoriously known that it induces vomiting more than any other food in the world. It's Pickles. called, no, it's called surstroming. It's from northern, northern Sweden. So this is just what you people do, Ryan. It's a Baltic sea herring. It's caught in the spring just before spawning in the brackish waters of the Baltic Sea. It's fermented in brine for six months, and then they can it. And it continues to ferment inside of this can. The way you eat it is you open a can and like drink it. The Swedish delicacy is you often pour it on flatbread, potatoes, and onions. You They also wash it down with a very generous amount of schnapps. Because of the strong smell, shastraming is ordinarily eaten outdoors. In Germany, a landlord evicted a tenant without notice after he opened a, opened a can of surstroming in the apartment building stairwell. When the landlord was taken to court, the court ruled in the landlord's favor because the lawyer opened a can inside the courtroom. <laughs> wow. Anyways, uh, the smell, it's a very, it's a very uh, gooey texture. It's incredibly salty to the taste, and uh, it has taken the crown as one of the worst smelling foods in the world. For the love of God, Ryan, take us home, please. Until next time, peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on The Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.